Welcome to the Old Head Otaku. My name is Kwame B. They put you on game. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Old Head Otaku. My name is Kwame B. I'm here with a friend, uh, compatriot from back in the day. Uh, twin stars, destined to write to each other again, apparently. Truly. Yourself. Truly. I'm, I'm Charlie. Um, I'm out here uh, representing Lawrence with, with my buddy. Uh, very happy to be here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and Charlie are old high school friends. And I have not, I have not, uh, I've been, I wanted to talk to somebody on here. And so I'm just like, man, what's that recruiting people who like talking about it? Okay, so Charlie is my first inaugural guest. Yay. Yay. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I guess relevant before we actually get started. Um, and it can, this can be recorded for back and forth and whatnot, but, uh, are we talking about the anime or the manga? manga? I should, yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. As it, as it has been for like the last, like, two episodes, uh, it's probably going to be all spoilers. So if you read Jujutsu Kaisen or just watch Jujutsu Kaisen and you're like, I don't care about spoilers, like, a cool person, or if, you know, per se, you, you, you read the manga and you're caught up, then please, uh, you join us on this ride. If not, go watch the anime. It's great. And then sit for another year and wait for the second season, or be cool and read manga. This I, is a PSA for manga. I, I would read the manga. It you know you get a significantly larger chunk. And I I was about to just be like, hey, what about fucking Spoiler City here? But we'll try and be reasonable. No, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, my show is a hundred percent spoiler place because I'm like I, I'm like as a, as a manga reader, I'm very as the one thing I'm gonna be snobby about. It's like listen. There are, this series has been running for so long. Do not call Jujutsu Kaisen mid because it ends at the point where nothing exciting has happened. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so much further along. Because it is kind of, because I, I get it, dude. If people call the anime mid, I'm like, okay, that's fair, but that's. I mean, the, the animation though is it's so, not, it's so good. It it's makes so it worth, and I agree, like what a random spot to end it on, but it's hard to be like, yeah, except it's about to hit off so hard immediately after this Absolutely. so like you know might as well be a new season Absolutely. i already banged out so many episodes i'm ready to see what's gonna happen but anyway wait, like i said spoiler city today's episode we are talking about my favorite new gen mc came out like a dark horse because i wasn't sure i felt about him when i first started reading this but he's growing on me we're talking about yuji idori this episode is uh essentially titled yuji's requiem yuji yuji idori's good death and what, what do we mean by good death well, Yuji's trying to figure that out, and we're trying to figure that out, and we're just riding that way with him. But uh, yeah, to start off, Yuji Idori is our main character, a young man thrown into the realm of darkness that is the jiu-jitsu world. Has managed to span about two years, started Jujutsu Kaisen at the peak of the pandemic, uh, dethroned some of my favorite characters of all time. He sits comfortably at the top of the mountain in terms of like MCs in Shonen Jump and uh, in the manga in general. Um, yeah, Yuji really did. Like, I think I saw a good friend about this last night, and he's like, it's just because he beats people up. Like, he doesn't have, like, a key glass. He doesn't have anything special. He's just, like, this. I like a good character who just knows how to fight. Well, yeah, and we like we start a lot of MCs as, like, ah, you know, I suck it, whatever. I can't do shit. Uh, this is a crazy world. What, what am I even supposed to do? But they always, like, immediately go, okay, but here is instead of that your magic sword that fucks everything up or whatever whereas yuji was just like uh okay yuji so you do suck at this 
Um, but you're great at punching shit, so... And even then, he gets good at the curse energy thing, and he starts throwing punches with magic attached to it. And that's why I like him, is we start off so milk toast when we get there. He doesn't even technically have a curse technique. He just punches, and his punches are so fast that sometimes he'll get, you get punched twice by one punch. Just comes back and hits you again. Yes, Man. Yuji is, is top-notch. Uh, with his kind and goofy low energy of uh, Naruto and Yuasakura, not with Naruto and Shaman King, respectively. And that hard edge, raw combat ability of Yusuke Urameshi and Goku, Yu Show and Dragon Ball Z fame. Yuji is a kid who, through this story, has gone from somebody uh, looking for a good death to being effect to being uh, efficient and cold self, uh, pretty much becoming a cog in the machine in the Jutsu world. His story has left him scarred both physically and but mentally and spiritually as well. Um, through all of this, his heart yearns for meaning to the violence, to the violent world he has been thrust upon. Uh, and uh, today we'll be discussing that. We'll be talking about how Yuji goes through it. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yuji goes through it. Probably more so than I think a lot of MCs compared. Like like you said earlier, you know, we get a lot of MCs who are like, oh, I'm going to be the king of the pirates, or I'm going to be uh, Hokage. I'm going to be, uh, I want to protect my friends. I want to. But Yuji legitimately is just. His existence is 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 like a, a cipher, and when we meet him, he's like, I could easily be a football player, I could easily run track, I could do whatever I want. But he said, I want to be a part of the paranormal club, and obviously, the machinations that have gone on in the series since, you know, I, I we'll get to we'll get to the end of this, which this is probably gonna be a two part. This is the first part, uh, but I, I hope at the end of this we can talk about some theories because I got some ideas about UG and his existence and why he is the way he is. Okay. But, yeah, I think UG is. Uh, it's just great, and I think the fact that he struggles a lot harder than most, while also being profoundly powerful, which everyone in this series is powerful. It, it does feel great. All of, that's why all the fights feel so good. You're just like, well, I mean, who's gonna beat this guy? And they figure out some way to throw another curve at you, and you're just yeah. like, well, that's incredible. It's just you, know, you have two incredibly powerful characters. You can't have one where this is like, like I, I can't think of many stompouts in this series. I guess unless like someone like. Is it not Inamaki? Oh yeah, Inamaki kind of gets stomped. You know, he has a very powerful technique, but you can, like say like two words at a time. Right, right. But anyway, uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, the Tiger of West High is the first part. Yuji was born March twentieth. At the beginning of the story, is to be frank, pretty straightforward in terms of your typical shonen character. He does give me the vibes of Ichigo Kurosaki in Early Bleach, a kid who is thrust uh, who. On the outside, we judge Yuji as his reputation as opposed to knowing him truly. And like Ichigo, the reputation precedes him kind of out of his own actions. Known as the Tiger of the West, his fighting and physical abilities became the thing of legend, even following him to high school. And through, and though by his own admission, thinking of the nickname kind of dumb, it is one that doesn't truly describe the power that this kid displays. But we'll get into that once we start talking abilities. Uh, Yuji is the kind of kid that, even though he's built for sport and physical activity, would rather hang out with the Supernatural Paranormal Club, goofing off. These are the early chapters really illustrate prior to this shift, shit hitting the fan. Yuji uh, being a kind and simple heart and approach to life, even at even his time as a street fighting delinquent came from his uh, will to protect those who couldn't stand up for themselves against bullies of his school the foundation of someone who will put his life on the line for others. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's the thing. I, like I said, I, I was I I was on TikTok and I said something on someone's comment. I'm like, this is why I like Yuji more than Ichigo because people compare Bleach a lot to this. I can I can even see it. Yeah, Katami definitely. You know, was like, yeah, Bleach is. And for a while, I was like, I don't know. But the thing I did notice the most about the influence outside of like I don't know, maybe like the black costumes and the main character throwing himself in the middle of something is the fact that like Ichigo, he like kind of throws himself in the middle of the shit. I don't know if you ever watched or read Bleach. I, I, I watched Bleach. I confess to not having gotten to Bleach yet in my reading, but uh, I did yeah, watch Bleach. Okay. And then you're going to watch the Thousand Year Blood War now. Yeah, I am pretty, I'm pretty hyped because I did like Bleach. I, I like, <laughs> which uh, again, obviously Jujutsu being kind of like that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Tracks. <laughs> but yeah, Yuji and Ichigo share that commonality of like being shown characters who you know, don't really have a goal when you first meet him. But, like, with with Ichigo, he was like, I don't really want to be in the middle of this stuff. I'm only doing it to protect my friends and my family. And as the series goes on, he learns to accept that responsibility. But I always felt like it was just, like, yeah, his friends. And anyway, by the end of the series, <clears throat> no spoilers or anything. Like, Ichigo doesn't really lose anything. Like, he has, like, all, everyone, for the most part, is still alive at the end of Bleach. Yeah. With the exception of, like, a handful of characters. It, they, which, yeah, they really did go soft in Bleach. They yeah, didn't, uh, they didn't, yeah, didn't murder a bunch of people. Like, Bleach, and that's not to, you know, I don't need my series to be nihilistic in terms of, like, killing off a bunch of main characters. No, no. But Yuji has literally, like, watched several characters he has come to love and respect die in front of him. All yeah. because of, like, choices he technically made. Right. <laughs> yes. It's tough. It is well, yeah, and I think that's the greatest part of Yuji as well, is because Yuji's two characters and and like and instead of a not you know an easy trope of falling into the he's he's one character with a oh he's sometimes a dick. Uh, it's actually you know oh there's a there's a real bad guy inside of Yuji that can't get out for the most part, and Yuji. So he's so much more. I don't know interesting with that duality going on for him oh yeah having sukuna who is like the scariest like inner demon trope character i think i've seen in a long time outside of like like because you have like nine nine tail fox naruto like naruto makes his friend by the end and and it's you know it's it's a fox uh sukuna is is him basically with with tattoos and so like how mentally devastating would that be to just be watching and in the grand scheme of naruto like the nine tails isn't even like the most powerful thing yeah we see so many more things like but sukuna so far like we'll talk about it more he's definitely just made his presence known and once you get to shibuya especially he's like oh i have like a solid 30 minutes to just give everyone the smoke bet <laughs> and what we see is yeah I'm, I'm excited to see that in actuality but poof whatever goes on ugly yeah, I think Yuji is a very a very wonderful character so far. You know, we, we see Yuji's full display of what could be perceived as a foolish heroism when after his friends in the Sonoro Club accidentally unsealed the, one of Sukuna's fingers that was lo- located and found by them at their school. This is draws a dangerous curse and after saving his friends, trying to help Megumi fight the curse, Yuji makes a choice that will have massive changes in his life, swallowing Sukuna's fingers. Yuji's actions at this point are fueled by the final words of his grandfather, a man he saw as his father, so much so that when his grandpa tries to tell uh, him who his parents are, Yuji shares no interest. And his grandfather's final words are pretty sombering. Uh, You're a strong kid, so help people. It doesn't have to be all the time just whenever you can. 
You may feel lost. Don't expect gratitude. Just help them. When your time, when it's your time to go, make sure you're surrounded by others. Don't end up like me. And you know, as the series goes, it's pretty evident the last words can have such a powerful effect on people. It's a curse, you know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You're talking about it. Seeing people that he loves die in front of him again, like in the first chapter or whatever we see again not like we get 10 seconds with the guy and you're like grandpa clearly seen some shit grandpa has seen some (laughs) shit uh but and and then and then he gives you the uh with great power comes great responsibility uh and people might fucking hate you for that and you're just gonna have to accept that and And then he's out and you're like wow okay we're we're in here and yeah and then every basic action beyond that you see is Yuji. Yuji yeah. is I think I like that that little that last moment with his grandpa because again it's like <laughs> the series I feel like touches on really simple ideas and making them way more profound than like any other manga like the fact that this series is so like I want to say bleak because I'm, I'm reading something bleak right now this series isn't bleak this series is like it's definitely like the dark side of like Naruto or dark a darker version of Bleach which, you know, I, I always, I keep making those comparisons because I'm like, Bleach is a series that had a lot of potential. And again, I'm writing the script for this. My, 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 my whole dissertation on my Bleach let me down. <laughs> fair, fair. But, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, just taking the tropes that exist in the series. Like, I like that I, when I read this series, I can hear or I can feel like I understand Gagatami because I'm like, I feel like the things that bothered me about Naruto, the things that bothered me about Bleach are things that you're actively going up against. And even though they know, I think that in an interview, Gagatami's like, I'm not quite sure what to do with Yuji. The aimlessness somehow works because Yuji is, his last words are really just, just do your best. Yuji's just like, I'm just trying here, man. I'm in the middle of the shit now. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And that feels, yeah, it feels right. Because, I mean, again, Yuji is super strong. And, like, you know, because it's a shonen, whatever. But uh, that doesn't mean he has to save the world or whatever. You know, he can do whatever he needs to do in his little circle. And that offers so much more, even though, again, we have greatly expanded our Jujutsu world uh, over the past couple of arcs right. and we'll get to we'll get to like uh where yuji is currently in his mindset because I, I i find it fascinating because he's still the same sweet boy but you know he's seen some shit yeah. uh, these words become a catalyst for every action yuji takes throughout the series moving forward for better or worse as it is as it is said uh, time and time again a person's final words can act as a curse itself weighing down those left to carry them to the heart, tear them to the heart. And we see this most with Yuji. Uh, through the early chapters, we see Yuji take prisoners, uh, sentenced to death, saved by Gojo, and improved to the ranks of Tokyo Jujutsu High as a first year student, and newly, and newly dubbed as uh, Jujutsu Sorcerer. And as it turns out, after swallowing Sukuna's finger, it is seen that he has complete control over himself and can keep Sukuna at bay. This fact is what Satoru Gojo used to keep him from being executed and now tasking Yuji to consume the rest of the Sukuna's fingers. Then and, they, then and only then will his execution be carried out. Uh, 
This thrust Yuji to face his death a lot sooner than he thought. And as a reader, or at least in my case, this intrigued me as a plot detail. There aren't many shonen MCs I can think of whose story goes about putting them in a dead, dead center of the target, death truly living over his head. And as the story progresses, there isn't a lot that deters me from thinking that at the end of the story, we will have to we will have to see this kind boy die. It's a cloud that looms over every action, interaction, and moment of not just his story, but those who have grown close to him. Which is like, I that can I can think of a few series where like a character is like, you know, maybe death looms over them, but they manage to like pull out at the end and you know get a happy ending. I didn't just yeah. kind of read a series that kind of ended like that, which is fine because it started out like real like oh shit this is gonna be depressing but now I was like oh happy ending yeah but, like Jujutsu Kaisen has been really evident about like making sure that death is like a key factor in the series and that if someone's meant to die they're probably gonna die unless they have unless there's a reason for them to stick around you know plot wise you know obviously but Yuji really does feel like I'm like we might see this dude either we might see him die I I, I do think I we don't get introduced to the higher ups and shit for fairly long time. And I mean, you know, other than the occasional them being dicks about tradition or whatever, but uh, I do think that they seem pretty stuck in tradition. So, I mean, I think, I think the series easily could end with Yuji succeeding and then dying, which would be, I mean, a wild way to end it. But I, I, I definitely, what I'm like loves about the most recent, uh chapters is seeing how like how ineffectual the the previous generation is and like i'm really excited to see when yuji does get like a curse technique because it is i mean it's only a matter of time before he like does something and like he hasn't been in the story i just realized why i think i think his fight with higurumo is the last thing we've seen him do right yeah i don't think i mean i can't remember if he met up with someone else he he uh he talks with the Kotsu for like he talks with a the chapter Kotsu and then he meets with Hagoromo. Oh yeah, that's he, right. No, that's right. He fights. Lawyer. Yeah. It's the, yeah, you're right. It's, and then the lawyer leaves and I'm pretty sure that's the last and, and Yeah. And we haven't done anything else. No, you're right. That's yeah, totally, just been it's like, been a long time. It's been a long time. Lots of, seen. lots of Maki, which I'm not mad at, <laughs> I'm but absolutely not mad at, but I'm, I miss my boy right now. It's anyway, time. It's we'll time get, for some We'll spoilers. get to that, those story plot points a, a little bit. But, uh, this is why we're going to talk about spoilers. I can't not talk about what's going on now. Me, shit. Trust me. Uh, yeah. Uh, we see this no better than with Yuji. Uh, alongside Megumi uh, Megu Fushigoro and Noboro Kugasaki, his fellow first years, are sent to investigate the appearance of a cursed womb above a prison. We again see Yuji empathy as the mother of one of the prisoners begs to make sure his son is, her son is okay. Yuji taking the task on to bring peace to the mother. Megumi, however, shoots the idea down, reminding Yuji that they aren't heroes and uh, pointing out that saving this man means saving a murder of a child. Drunk driving accident that actually ties to the events of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which I think is a pretty cool Easter egg. I didn't realize that after I started reading it. You saying that now makes me go, oh. If you didn't know, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero uh the the when rika is killed he's killed by a drunk driver and in the first episode of the first mission that these three take on their first big one the guy they find dead is the guy who killed rika so yeah i love like the, these tiny little connective tissues between zero and that's that's incredible uh, but asking Yuji what would he do 
if the life he went out of his way to save turned out to be a life not worth saving, a life that goes on to cause more pain in the world. As the mission goes on, it becomes quite clear that this mission is way too much for our strong but inexperienced first years. With Nuremberg being separated from Yuji, Megumi and the, and the appearance of their first special grade curse, special grade being the most powerful, dangerous type of curse, which I talked about in the intro episodes of this series. Uh, Yuji implores uh, Megumi to go find Nobura, leaving Yuji to fight the battle. He has no chance of winning. His only trump card being letting Sukuna run wild and then containing him, one of his fellow students, and containing him once his fellow students are safe. Uh, Yuji wishes every ounce of his will of his will of fighting through his own existential fear of dying to make a stand against the special grade, losing a whole hand and uh, finger uh, on the other. Once hearing the signal letting him know his classmates are, are safe, he unleashes Sukuna, which makes quick work of the curse and swallows the finger he had within it, giving Yuji a total of three fingers uh, eaten, one eaten, while well, one being given to him by Gojo, which Man, she has so many fingers in her mouth. Pause. No, not pause. <laughs> the uh, I, so they they start us out again, and it's like, oh yeah, so he's got ten fingers. It's like, no, no, he's got twenty fingers, and you're like, oh man, they bought us so much time, and then we just bang out fingers, and you're like, oh, this is not Dragon Ball Z. Okay, we are not gonna spend a few thousand episodes powering up we are going to eat us some fingers yeah uh, some unintentionally <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah but yeah um and again this is you know sukuna's big <laughs> grand <laughs> ooh, grand uh, display of power here our first experience with him properly outside of like his like short fight with gojo and again without fail reminding me why he's super scary i think sukuna is super scary yes and you know this is the first time we see uh, how close Yuji comes to death, a death that at that point could have been really real. And at that time, Akitami said she wasn't sure, uh, or they weren't sure about the future of Jujutsu Kaisen, leaving the room for ending, which luckily it quickly gained popularity. But yeah, that, that was when Yuji dies fighting, when he rips um, out his own, his own that, that yes, was, that, was, that, that was could have been the, the end. Because Gege wasn't sure if they were going to get to keep going what a what a hell of an end that would have been i mean it would have been that would have been tragic me, but like that's what makes me think that yuji still has to die because if they were willing to kill yuji at that point if they were thought they were going to get canceled then that might have still been a part of the plan that's probably the goal yeah that's man yeah that is just wild uh, it always bugs me out when, when a series get canceled there's a, there's a couple series they just got canceled it's like past a month i'm like home can't do anything forever i guess but man i would i'd keep reading i i i'm gonna say real quick i like this current generation of mangaka because it seems like they're all willing to end their series like i got time is like i think i got like two years left in the story yeah a handful of series that i'm reading right now like undead unluck and mashal are almost done yeah uh black clover's on its last arc black clover's on its last which i gotta talk i'll talk a little bit about black clover i don't know i don't like black clover enough to like dedicate too much time to it that's fair totally fair but i'll say these last like three arcs this last like, Ooh, show, I'm like it's this from the dark triad to like now has been picked fantastic. up picked up hard yeah well we're digressing we're talking about whole other way too far way too far we're back at it it's me we're stumped we're <laughs> uh this second part of this episode is it hurts uh, Junpei, Lost Soul, and the Dark Path of Jujutsu Kaisen. 
As Yuji begins his life as a full-fledged sorcerer after a close call with death and being revived by Tsukuna, it becomes very apparent that what kind of story this is in the hardship that face our young Yuji. I have to say that at this point in the story, I love seeing that the bond between Yuji, Megumi, and Nobura, once she's introduced, and Gojo, it is a wonderful homage to the most famous squad of all manga and anime, in my opinion, Team 7. But a version <laughs> that feels quite a bit more sincere and close-knit than the classic team. Megumi's willingness to put himself and the world at large in danger simply to give Yuji a chance at life, seeing the value in his life. Uh, like the aforementioned Team 7, we see a little mirror of Naruto and Sasuke. But unlike that relationship, the willingness to fight for each other, protect each other, even if it means lying, genuinely, in a genuinely brotherly relationship is wonderful thing to see grow between these two young men. And with Nobura taking the role of Sakura, uh, outshines her uh, predecessor, showing a sense of self and confidence that is sometimes lacking in the world of shonen, especially with our female characters. Uh, I, I I will fight tooth and nail to defend Sakura, because I'm like, guys, she's 13. And in, like, Musashi Kishimoto can't write that. He admits that himself. But he's like, 13-year-old girls like boys. That's what I did. It, it, yeah, is he wrong? I no. I mean, she can still like destroy a mountain though. Yeah, I was. Yeah, she can still fuck shit up. But... Yeah, that's the thing. I thought it matters to me. She can fuck shit up on her own. She can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gojo feels like a cool order brother to the trio, a source of playful and sometimes irritating energy. But this belies his faith in his students, uh, constantly praising them as the future of jujitsu. I bring these relationships, and by extension, the comparison to Naruto as early JJK goes on. It hits a sense of familiarity, but this is, in my opinion, a brilliant way to lure us into comfort until Gegegektami pulls the rug from under us with the introduction of two characters, Junpei and Mahito. Uh, as Junpei's story plays out, uh, we are painted a picture of a kid who wants to exist in peace, but like a lot of people, finds the world distasteful, one where cruelty goes unpunished. A victim of bullying we see as Junpei is stepped on and his plight being ignored by people in positions of power who are supposed to help. Junpei is disillusioned, and as we see a and as we see a darkness swells inside inside of him. This is where our second new player is to the story is uh, makes his appearance. Uh, and that's Mahito, in a very, very unsettling way. Uh, a curse with a curious a curiously human appearance. being a uh, dance a temptation to Junpei, first killing a few of the bullies in Junpei's life. This is where we get our first glimpse at what is truly disturbing in his ability, idol transfiguration. With a touch, Mahito distort and twist the young man's body into horrible forms, killing them. With this move, Junpei is intrigued by this mysterious figure, and Mahito takes gleeful attachment to Junpei, pleasantly surprised that the boy can see him. As the plot thickens and the fate would have it, Yuji is now being accompanied by Kentaro Nanami, a grade one sorcerer from JJT. Uh, are out and investigating the murders committed by Mahito. To speak on Kentaro Nanami, to speak on Kentaro Nanami for a second, at first glance, Nanami gives the air of all business and no game vibe, uh, no game vibes, and as this. And as true as this is, it is just as a surface a complex and kind character, one who gives Yuji some of the best advice in the series. Nanami quickly becomes a support to Yuji, sharing with him the beliefs and encouraging Yuji to remember that he is a kid. And as his junior, Nanami will do what he can do to protect and pick up the slack for him. 
Nani quickly becomes a favorite for me. And one of one who, with every new detail about himself, surprises me with a stoic demeanor, hiding a truly gentle person. One that would rather risk his life as a sorcerer than be a slave for money in its grips on the world. Nani man. Nani man. Phew, I uh, agree. Big, big love for that guy. Uh, I think it's interesting. He also suffers from seeing behind the curtain you know and being disillusioned by what's there just like junpei i think cleverly laid out stories there right next to each other um and just it's an interesting his take is well but if i don't do it who else does who else does and he's like doing paying attention to money and all that has done nothing for me. I like knowing like that that scene where he goes to the bread shop and the girl has a curse on his shoulder and he's just like Hold on. Exercises the, the curse and walks out and calls Gojo. I'm like, man, did you know also the fun fact about him, he was supposed to be a villain. Really? Usually it was written drawn out like you could you can see the character design kinda like with some kind of serial killer motif, but I think the subversion of his uh design and character I just really love everything, especially when he tells Yuji, hey, man, you're you're literally 15. Yeah. You're a child. Don't worry about, don't, like, things are hard. I'm, I got your back. Yeah. Th- things are hard. They don't really get better, but you just have to keep doing it. Uh, yeah. He's just, what a great character. Also, super cool powers, man. Oh, the ratio, ratio technique. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I have a Patreon trying to set up. Not, not for a while. I don't think I deserve a Patreon at this moment because I'm not releasing anything yet. <laughs> Not paying me. I'm not paying. For the record. <laughs> or Jake might be a producer. Producing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jake producing. Jake. Jake, you can keep this in or not. You can. You know what? JD is going to be our producer. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to do Patreon episodes. I want to do a short episode on, on Haunted Me. Uh, maybe Absolutely. It has to be short for uh, spoiler reasons, which we will get to when we get to. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Haunted Me is... Such a wonderful contrast for Yuji as well, because like when you learn more about Nanami later, especially in terms of like who he's worked with as a sorcerer, especially as a student at school, yeah. I feel like you can see Nanami just looking at like I can't remember what the name of that character is. I'll talk probably add it to the correction uh the next episode or something, but mm-hmm. his co his classmate who dies on the mission is like kind of like that one big L. Yeah. And like, you know, that, that shapes his whole thing shapes his whole outview i think he probably sees a lot of yuji right? yeah a lot of his friend and yuji um but yeah uh yuji and junpei's meeting feels like a countdown in hindsight when i first read it this when i first read this i felt like i could see the writing on the wall that through the power of friendship yuji would save this young junpei from the dark path but yuji is only a new source of light as we are introduced to junpei's mother who was, um, I, I immediately fell in love with. No doubt. No. Immediately. I'm like, who is this soft-smoking, jet-black, chain-smoking woman? Why is she so cool? Yeah. Cool. Great. How how dare anyone leave that woman single? Fool. Really, Fools. Real talk. Fools. I'm like, hey, Jim, uh, if I was you, Jim, I'd like, Jim, Jim Pace, you have a dad? You don't have a dad. I'm just kidding. Ram. <laughs> I'm glad. No, you don't want it. anyway. Yeah, no, you you, you mom is hot. Is what I'm trying to get at. Top ten waifu. Uh, that's what makes it happens next. Heartbreaking. Cool. Uh, yes, her immediate understanding of Junpei skipping school, the welcoming energy she shows Yuji, and her wonderful character design. Kage did everything they could to make sure that what happened next would hurt with maximum emotional damage. 
As the night of laughter and fun comes to an end, Junpei's mom finds a mysterious figure. Man. The way Gege handles the death of Junpei's mom again reinforces what this arc is becoming. A teaser that this isn't going to be a happy end. No. As expected, Junpei is overwhelmed by sadness. Oh yeah, let's, let's just talk about the way, because in the anime it's a little bit different, you actually get to see her corpse. In the manga, it's we get a panel, and like Junpei's left with Yuji, and she's cleaning up after their little fun dinner, and she finds a finger and it's a horrifying curse behind her and then it's gone the next chapter next page is just a brief case file like this junpei's mother was found bisected bottom half of her body is missing with bags of ice inside of where her organs should be and it's just like you don't see it in the in manga it's literally you have to i think it's on a file and you have to read it it's not even dialogue yep and in the anime they showed like a very like tasteful like image of his mom uh and it's just it's such a gut punch and i remember thinking yo in any other series it i felt like it would have been i don't know i feel like it would have been a far more a bit more respectable i feel like or maybe like them try to save her i don't know but it's just really skipped over really well what happens next you know like i said that jubei's overwhelmed by his sadness and as Mahito comforts him, he strokes the he stokes the flames of rage within the young man. Junpei, donning one of his mom's jacket, one that echoes the jujitsu student's own outfits. Junpei is now fully awakened to his innate curse technique, moon dregs, uh, jellyfish shihigami that can control poison and whatnot. Uh, Junpei, with the help of Mahito, drapes a barrier around his school, prepared to unleash his final full frustration on his torturers. Yuji arrives at the school, confronting Junpei about what he has done. At this point, I remember thinking that this would be a make or break moment. One that, at this point, felt Yuji would be able to reach Junpei. Do the thing that every shonen character or hero does. Pull his enemy from the darkness. I mean, the anime did a fantastic job of getting people to feel that way. Just by having Junpei hanging out with the gang. The manga does that too, with the page before the, cha the chapter having Junpei walking with the rest of the students. But after a brief exchange in the battle, Yuji makes his final plea, reminds Junpei of his mother's words. This seems to reach Junpei until we see a hand on his shoulder, a hand we know as it is graces his body of someone, as it graces the body of someone. It is a nail in a coffin. Using idle transfiguration, Maido distorts Junpei, shading him to a monster. And in his final words to Yuji, are super haunting. It is just why. And that's it. You made eyes. Bam. Now I'm gonna keep it buck fifty with you. I didn't it, it didn't hit me outside of like oh snap, rule rug pull. Didn't really care that much about you Jubei. Now that might have been because I didn't read it week to week. I just powered through his art. Yes. And and that's how I did it too. And I do agree. It, it just like Doing it that way, it does feel like Junpei is kind of a pretty brief, like, blip on the radar. That's it. I still think he's a good character, but I think the anime gives him a little more time to breathe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you care know, a little bit more. Like just, just go, oh, man. How many, <laughs> how, many, how many chapters is this? A hundred? I bet I can do that today. I can do that. Oh, man, <laughs> I did it. I did it, man. I, anyway. Yes. So, but Junpei is a good character, and that, but I, but I agree. You're kind of just like... Oh, well, I mean, yeah, after, after his mom died, it feel, it felt like 
the stakes might have been you couldn't you didn't quite know what the stakes were going to be his mom dies in a panel and you're just like oh okay and and then out of nowhere essentially junpei is just exploded you're like oh well the stakes are anybody can just kind of go it's yeah. we're just we're just not playing games death is uh, i think the end sometimes for people <laughs> and i think again i think in hindsight his, his legacy feels a lot more earned for me because of what has happened since it was like this these two like this whole solo mission with nanami felt like uh, uh, just a tiny mission statement from Gege. It was like, this is what's going to happen the rest of the series, is that you think something good is going to happen, or maybe Yuji's power of friendship will save him. No. <laughs> it, it is not. It is not yeah. saving anybody. Uh, all at... <laughs> so, all at once, the security of the familiar was torn away, and in our first moments of what would be a series of painful losses... Yuji begs Sukuna to save Junpei, revive him only for Sukuna to cruelly laugh and say no, uh, reminding us readers and viewers of the show that he is not a reluctant ally like the Ninetales and or a misunderstood part of his lineage like Ichigo. Sukuna is a true disaster waiting for any chance to be a menace. Yeah, like the way they animated it was really good. Just having Mahito and Sukuna just laughing at Yuji. Just like, yeah. It's a fucking heavy moment. Yeah. Yeah, bullying seems to be a pretty big theme and uh, how you decide who's evil. And that yeah. was like, oh, hey, looky there. You're going to literally just talk shit. Like, you're asleep. I imagine it's just like every so night, every so often at night, you just manifest on you. Like, you just hear, like, you're a bitch. And then disappears. Just like, you just like, shut up, please. <laughs> Menace. Absolute Black Force, uh, one, Black Force uh, Air Force One engine. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, from this point on, Yuji is tested emotionally and physically by Mahito, at one point forcing Yuji to fight the distorted and twisted humans he's able to store and manipulate. The cries from these victims is disturbing, shaking Yuji to his core as they beg for death, forcing Yuji's hand, taking human life for the first time. Uh, as this conflict comes to an end, Mahito, almost done taking the life of Nanami, trapping him in his own domain expansion, the self-embodiment of perfection. However, the shock to a shock to everyone, me as a reader included, Yuji breaks through with an unintentional help from Sukuna. Mahito is forced to retreat. Yeah, man. Mahito is just a menace. Just talk about Mahito a little bit too. He's, yeah. I think I like I, I like Mahito being Yuji's rival just because of how, what he represents in the series. And, you know, once we get to talking about Shibuya, we'll talk about how much more of a menace he becomes. Because I didn't expect him to be this much of a menace. Oh, no. He, he takes such a such a hard uh explosion in power he was just like oh this you're like oh we're gonna get him beat pretty quick here and then you were like oh no this is a this is a real guy this is a real he's raging hard on for like yuji's suffering too it's just like oh yeah nah yuji hit me too many times today i'm gonna make sure i fuck up <laughs> emotional as well as physical destruction oh physical yeah absolutely uh this arc the introduction of junpei and mahito Mark a distinct direction the story will move on from here on out. Uh, for Yuji, Junpei becomes the first taste of cruelty, and that waits in the all... Uh, for Yuji, Junpei becomes his first taste of the cruelty that waits all Jujutsu sorcerers. This arc, in hindsight, felt like it was telling us, as well as Yuji, that this care doesn't uh, that this world doesn't care about what 
it thinks it will happen next. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, again, it, you didn't you don't realize it reading, but it is just like, hey, here's the here's the rules. Here's what here's how this is going to be. Um, we told you that Jujutsu sorcerers lead hard, bad lives, and uh, that that is no joke. We're just going to murder characters we have just introduced. Yeah, you're gonna. It's like in you know. I think this series does it really well too. I think it's just like the fact it finds a balance of like making sure that you sit with a character for a long enough time because again you Junpei probably would have had a greater effect on me if i had read it week to week as opposed to just powering through it right right a little chance to ruminate on him as a as a guy because there are other deaths that happen that we'll touch upon later that happened but because i got to you know spend more time with those characters it's like oh right i forgot Junpei's kind of set a precedent and gagatami's like i'm gonna keep that precedent don't yes. get too attached. Just don't get too attached. This is probably going to be the final part of this section of this first episode, and it is my best friends throw hands. <sighs> Aoitoto and Evolution of Yuji. The Kyoto slash Tokyo Exchange arc is an arc I'm not going to spend too much time on, but I do want to touch on Yuji's portion, and one of my major reasons I love the series is approach to combat and growth. The exchange event is introduces us to a ton of new faces. From rival school uh, Kyoto, we meet Maki's twin sister Mai, the cold and distant Mekamaru, the calm de facto Leo Noritoshi Kamo, and many others. But the true standout from this side is Aoi Toto, a giant of a kid, third year student. I referred uh, to Kamo as the de facto leader, but that's only because Aoi Toto has no time to listen to, weak, to those who are weaker than him and more boring than he would rather even be bothered with. Uh, going so far as to threaten his fellow classmates if they interrupt his fight with Yuji, ignoring the orders from his principal to, he gave to kill Yuji. Yeah. Ali Toto's so fascinating. Toto is an incredible character. I just, he bursts onto the scene and is like, hey, uh, I am here to figure out whether or not I have any interest in you. And if I don't, I'm not even going to bother. Like, he would just, he just walked. Walk away. He doesn't even care. But or if he beat you up for just the sheer audacity of existence. Uh, yeah, runs, looking at it. The way he runs the smoke at Megumi, because Megumi's like, I like I like girls who are just fine. I don't judge girls on their appearance. And Toto's like, what the? That's some weak shit. <laughs> Do you season your chicken? <laughs> you don't even season your chicken. That's that's the that's the vibe I got off of him. Yes. Uh, Yuji and Toto's clash in these chapters, which is thirty four to thirty seven is honestly where things in this series really started grabbing my attention. The display of fighting prowess these two put on display is a blast and, and indicative of one of Gege and my own favorite movies, The Raid. Uh, there is a great sense of flow from panels that draw your eyes through every attack and counter, and then the anime doesn't slouch there either. A great adaptation helmed by the God of High School key animator, Sung Ho Park, uh, which he won't be on the second season. I think he quit. Oh no shit! That's so, a shame. I mean, I mean, don't I don't doubt the series will still be fantastically animated because Mappa has the time and the talent. Apparently, uh, along with Toto, I am consistently impressed by the ability of Yuji. His mom, his moments noted by Toto, his movements noted by Toto as being spot on and truly puts on display Yuji's innate battle sense. However, there is a massive problem. One that after asking Yuji a simple question, what kind of girls he like. The answer Yuji gives him, tall girls with big butts, which is... You know, hey, he's not wrong. Not wrong at all. 
uh, inspires and awakens something deep within Toto, making him want to make Yuji, his best friend, a true master of curse energy. What follows is the first real steps of Yuji takes into finally becoming the sorcerer Gojo sees potential in, showing his crazy focus and the ability to learn quickly. Yuji reaches a new level of power in his understanding of cursed energy by pulling off a Black Flash, which I love the Black Flash as a concept. And yep. I love uh, Toto's explanation to Yuji, which is like, dude, you've just been, you just been channeling your cursed energy into your fists. And into, like, channeling's cool, but... You gotta let it breathe. You gotta <laughs> let it flow. It's all what if? What if you gave it to everything? What if you pulled a Deku from My Hero Academia? Whew, boy. Because that's pretty much that's the exact same thing. It is. Deku had to figure out. It's like, oh, what if I just flow the energy of my power through my body the entire time? Not just my fists? Wait. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't just put as much <laughs> explosive energy into my one point of my body. I mean, usually you could probably take one from and be like, oh. Oh, this is perfect. Woo. Oh man, there's a crossover. That's a crossover ability. Usually, would be uh, he would solo entire universes at that point. Yeah, he would no. just his hands. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yuji and One Punch Man, man. That's Saitama and Saitama and, Saitama and Yuji with uh, One for All. Let's go. Let's yeah, see that. Let's see that. Right now. <laughs> yeah, it's somebody who's better at drawing than me. But Get yeah, on it. The Black Flash is also just like that explanation. Then going into like that first Black Flash. I think I'm a fan of like. The Getsuka Tensho, and this very much felt like that from Bleach, the giant big black blast of energy. Yep. But having it be like a, a, a key component in the world, you do that, that that anyone can use. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things that anybody can use. Yeah, that, you just have you know, to be. Nanami was the last person. You just gotta be in the zone. Yeah. You just gotta, and having Yuji pull it off. Oof. Felt very and right. The manga is drawn amazingly, and the anime captured it perfectly. Yeah, man, I agree with you on the manga panel panels. It's just like it just flows so well. You're watching the fight happen in motion. It feels like it's so good looking good when you're fight. reading through it, and you don't because Yuji doesn't actually have like abilities. You know, you don't get things like that. So when you see like Toto's ability and stuff, it is just you just and his ability to use it with Yuji later and stuff. Man, it is just so that that fight really fights feel like they're earned, especially since like the series has no problem with characters jumping. <laughs> yes. That the memes that are just like, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen characters don't care about one-on-one -on -one fights. If they need to jump in, they'll jump in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If if they're like, "Hey, wait, he might die." Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, now, now this, this has to be one of the coolest moves to be shown so far. One that, as the story tells us, the lead, sort tells us, lead sorcerer's new levels of power and mastery of curse technique. The Black Flash, a distortion created when at the very, very near moment of impact, a sorcerer channels curse energy into their attack. This distortion then creates a Black Flash. This move then can be used by anybody, but it is rarely attained. Not only being able to pull it off four times in a row, is I think a brilliant way of having characters reach a new level. Yuji isn't given some hack ability, but through the immense skill and physical ability, he is able to pull off a powerful move, not once, but ultimately five times consistently, six in total. This lights a fire in Toto as he bears witness to the rise of the new Yuji Dory. The Kyoto arc and its hilarious baseball game conclusion we see another step in Yuji's growth. Again, to 
point out the fact that compared to his contemporaries, he has very little in terms of like right out cursed ability. Outside of his divergent fist, which he fixed in the arc because he has a technique called divergent fist, which when he first used it during the Junpei arc, it's kind of a, uh, uh, it's a cool ability. His ability is like he's, because he's already so physically powerful when he's channeling his cursed energy into his fist, there's a lag kind of creating a shotgun blast after impact. So if he times it out and measures out the power right, he's hitting you two times he's hitting you twice in one strike so. and and just the energy hit so yeah it, it, it's it's a it, cool move and once he cool. learns how to actually control it later on it, it, it kind of becomes a pseudo curse technique i've called i've been calling it his curse technique right again because at like what point do you draw the line he's using cursed energy in a way for himself and you know that like other people aren't using it yeah, so like, like no, no one would really do that if, because it's not effect it's not efficient but usually does it if it's, yeah, if it's not if it's not a, if it's not a technique, I don't know what it is. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you, I but hey, technical difficulties. I think we're just gonna. Take it. I mean, we're just gonna, is, we're gonna slide out, slide this this way, and I bet we'll probably be we'll probably be pretty fine. all right here. We'll find this is just my first season. We'll get better once I'm like you know five million followers deep, and I'm getting yeah. Patreon money. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm a series regular at that point. At that so, point, uh, we'll be a series regular. I'll pay off the marriage for your second house. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, where did my thing leave me off? We were talking about, oh, right. We are talking about the Kyoto arc. And you know what's funny? I started writing this, uh, and I hadn't touched this script in a while, but I think what I was originally going with is I was going to touch on the, the baseball prologue of the tournament, which, again, that's another subversion that I truly love because the Kyoto Tokyo event is supposed, it starts out with them hunting curse technique, curse monsters, and the curse at some point during this whole arc, it all got fucked up. And the second half of the exchange event is supposed to be a tournament. And they're supposed to, but instead they were like, let's pick the event out of a hat. Instead of doing a tournament, they just play baseball. I did love that because you were like, okay, cool, perfect tournament arc. Tournament let's arc go. Yeah. Hey, see like, everybody's powers. What if psych baseball? Gojo's like, nope, I want them to play baseball. <laughs> I just put baseball as the only answer in that hat. Uh, I, which I like that's my headcanon is that he just put baseball and he's like I just really <laughs> want to see the students play baseball uh, and I think you know that point that in, in the baseball game there's this kind of you know dichotomy that's brought up between Yuji and Megumi uh, which is that Yuji is the kid that will always swing for a home run regardless of the situation regardless of the situation where Megumi is the sacrifice play and like I said I'm going to get to Megumi eventually because he He's also goaded, and he deserves his own episode. True that. And, but, and a good rivalry that's not just like, uh, we both want to be the best, so fuck you, buddy. It Really, they are better. They like, are just friends. Brothers. They're, they're, yeah, they're friends. They're like, hey, what if we both want to be the best, and there's room for both of us to be the best? It's like, <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think that's another thing I liked about this series, is that no one really wants to be the best. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not that they need to be the best. Yeah, like they they're just like this is our job. We're Everybody's like each other. Gojo's got the uh, got the best covered. He, yeah. We'll let him. He's he's that. That's him. He he's on that. Everybody else will just try and get stronger to make right. sure everybody else can stay alive. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. What I, I I'm loving about that baseball is it does. It's just another example of how Yuji is willing to like always go for broke. Yes, and um, we'll see that in. The last thing I want to talk about is a pretty good parallel uh, between the beginning of the series and now, which is we see growth from Yuji and the other two, Megami and Nobura, and their final, like, this is probably, this is the final episode of the anime in chapter 63 of the manga, 
or I'm probably more than chapter 63. Uh, I mean, like a couple 60, of 60, them. I think chapter 60 through 63, where uh, Yuji Nobara Megumi infests a curse, plaguing a town, leads to the deaths of students, and also involves Megumi's sister. Uh, during this arc, once again, in a moment mirroring the first mission, our three sorcerers are being separated and facing several special great curses, leaving Megami to face another one of uh, the, the finger curses, the one that they fought at the beginning that he had to run away from. Uh, something I will talk about when I do do the episode that focuses on Megami. Uh, Yuji and Noura are tasked with facing off against these two very strange curses, the Wing King of Rot, Esso, and his poison-spewing brother, Kechizo. Uh, during this fight, we see not just from Yuji, but the rest of his friends, the true growth, even leading Yuji and Nobara pulling off simultaneous black flashes, which I think Nobara pulling off the black flash at this moment is the coolest black flash. That was that was good. Mainly because she didn't know what it was yet. Yeah, and like, and I mean, I, I, as a reader, I didn't see it coming. I was yeah, like, I was oh like, shit, wait. And then and then it happened. I was like, like, oh shit, she hey. straight up used Black Flash. And I know that, again, it's a technique that anyone could use, but I can't imagine her having any prior knowledge to what Black Flash was to think to do that and to also have it be kind of like a, a, a measuring stick that, like, because she, even though she didn't know that, the fact that she can pull it off at the same time as usually, they were that in sync, that focused on this fight, it's great. Perfect. Perfect. And... Uh, cool, char- cool character design on the curse wombs and the finger uh, curses. I think both of those are very cool character designs. Admittedly, the curse womb boys are a little uh, yeah, SNME, but you know, I, li- I like I like I like Esso a lot. Uh, I I can't. I want to talk about. I think we're gonna talk about his brothers a little bit. I want to talk about the brothers a little bit at the end of the series or end of this two parter, because I find the 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 poetic tragedy of like what significance it was to Yuji being sad that he had to kill them yeah later on and why it was something he actually felt remorse about something i yeah something i appreciate is Yuji again despite being as strong as he is we put weight on him actually like killing people like again like in the mahito fights where he again has to kill a person for the first time not a cursed spirit and then moving forward we see like him put weight on that decision. He's really just throwing hands as Yuji to uh, deal real damage, you know? Not, not like Megumi, who, again, we'll talk about, but Megumi is 100% on demon time every time. Yes, yes. He, he, he's bought into the, uh, the shtick of the... Like, I'm <laughs> not is... here. I was like, I don't, want, I don't want to talk. I want problems. I, want, I don't want a d- diplomatic immunity. I want problems. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes. Uh, having them pull off that black flash at the same time is so good. one of my favorite moments. But uh, and showing showing that Megami is so much stronger by having him handle uh, Sukuna's finger curse. Great, you're yes. like, oh hey, look, we really we we came along. We have progressed. We're we're seven up to the next level. Things are about to get weird. Yes, but yes, uh, with that final like synopsis of like you know seeing Yuji basically having him and Nobura fight these two curses who turn out to be weird human curse hybrids. Uh, which again we'll talk about more why that's important later on uh, in the next part. But having Yuji have that moment of of clarity as he sees Esso's have tears well up in his eyes, and then the post moment where him and Nobura are walking through the forest and he asks Nobura if she's ever killed somebody. Which, like I said, handling like I, I'm always a fan of characters who don't kill 
Like, I've always really liked Naruto for the fact that he, like, talked things. Like, I mean, as much as people make fun of the talk no jitsu, I always <laughs> right. find it very, I always thought it was very refreshing as a kid that he was always like, listen, man, I get it. We're all just, like, symptoms of the system that we exist in. We should, maybe we don't have to kill each other. Maybe we don't, we don't have, have to beat the to shit out of each other. other. But having Yuji have the, be the kind of character he is and watching him slowly, you know, slowly get used to the idea of killing while also still carrying every life with him you can still tell that even even if he refers to himself as a cog later on he still understands the weight of like death he just might be more willing to engage with it yeah this <laughs> yeah but we don't want to spoil that stuff because anyway this is probably this is the end this is the end of the episode the next episode we will be talking about the moment that i think any jujitsu kaisen Fan probably fell in love and also fell into a dark, dark place for a couple weeks. I, I read, I caught up on Shibuya, and then like I think the next week, I caught up on Chainsaw Man. Oh boy! So yeah, <laughs> you just felt like being depressed. I was like, really, <laughs> it was, you know, what it was a different kind of depressed that I needed to be because at the time I was, I had read No Longer Human, the illustrated version of No Longer Human, a book by Osama Dazai, and uh, illustrated by Junji Ito. Oh shit! Uh, okay. And if you look up Osama Dazai, very famous Japanese uh, author, this book though is low key considered his suicide note because he killed himself after this. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fucking it's a heavy book. I let you borrow it sometime if you want. It's a good oh. it's a good spooky book, but by the end of it, you're like, oh, okay. And I, then I was reading that, and I was reading Goodnight Pon Pon. So this level of depression I could deal was, with. It was actually climb up a little bit. A little bit. That's nice. It definitely. Shibuya will be the thing we talk about next week and how Shibuya ultimately just ruffles our poor boy, our poor boy Yuji's uh, feathers oh, and, and where he lies now uh, during this final arc, the Culling Games. Uh, you know what now? Uh, you know, now I think about it, probably next episode we'll probably be mostly talking about Shibuya and then a little bit of Culling Games and That's then just probably end on like some more theorizing of shit and just getting your feelings on it. But I like it. Uh, thanks again for being a part of this. this is super fun. Glad, glad we did this. Yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna. I definitely want to keep going with this. And uh, Charlie it, it, uh, will probably be a voice who. Uh, I'll just convince him to read everything that I'm reading, or watch everything that I'm watching. I mean, and hey, I'm an easy sell on things like that. Absolutely. So. No, I, 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 and though this is called Old Head Otake, and I'm talking about like obviously the most popular mainstream <laughs> manga right now. Don't worry, I got some cool, like, older things that I have in the pipeline that one I have to order and two I have to find because... Fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just waiting on the uh, One Piece. Uh, sign me up for that. Oh, what man, I'm still... You know what's wild? I was joking with my friend about is that I'm not caught up on One Piece, but I'm caught up on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> what a world the what white, a world the white, the white woman's one piece because it really is <laughs> i mean you're you're not wrong that is that is man that has shaken me to the core a little bit yeah i, yeah, I, I suddenly I, understand i was <laughs> caught up on one piece and then i wasn't and then i've just been spoiling it for myself to motivate myself to get caught up on wano i'm on skypea which is like my least favorite arc from oh shit <laughs> which is like because but like skypea precedes water seven. Oh, which is so good Anyway, this has been too long of an intro, outro. Ha. My name is Kwame V. I'm your old head otaku. I'll be Charlie. Yeah. Uh, follow me on oldheadotaku on Instagram.com. Yeah, I post manga stuff. I'm going to get better about posting like actual videos with my face in it and like talking about things. Uh, put more shorter bites on there. But uh, yeah.
Thank you again.